So I'm not the tallest person in the world. I've been known to climb shelves and freezers in the supermarket to get things from the back of the top. And I've also been regularly found on kitchen work surfaces with hope to try and retrieve some that chocolate bar that's fallen to the back of the top shelf. However, I'm also not exactly small. My height doesn't stop me from doing anything. I can go on roller coasters, I can drive most cars without any issue. And when they're open, I can normally see at the cinema, unless the person in front of me has a top knot. However, the main character in our story for the next 10 minutes or so didn't find himself in the same situation. Zacchaeus was a short guy, not very tall at all. So we pick up Jesus' story as he's just entering Jericho, one of the last stops on his final journey back to Jerusalem, where he would then be killed. As Jesus is passing through Jericho, a crowd is forming around him and everyone wants to see him, just to listen to any wisdom he may be about to drop at any moment. When he then spots Zacchaeus. Now, as I said, Zacchaeus was just a short bloke, so he had climbed a tree to see all the commotion. I was considering climbing this one for a visual, uh, but I don't think anyone needs to see that. But what's really important is actually, no one said anything in this story yet, but already there are things that we can take note of and things that we can learn. Because Jesus wanted to be seen by Zacchaeus, no matter what it took. We read in verse three that he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. He wanted to see Jesus. He knew that there was something special about him, so wanted to get a glimpse of this man. So in verse four, we find his solution. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. He put his pride aside and had to admit to himself his shortcomings, he climbed into a tree. Now that was an odd thing for any respectable business person, but unthinkable then. It was dishonorable, shaming even. Zacchaeus's profession as a tax collector, and not exactly a respectable one at that, put him as an outcast, labeled a sinner. But at least he still had his dignity, right? But then climbing a tree would have made him a laughing stock. There was an element of desperation in what he does. So when Jesus sees him, I expect Zacchaeus's heart leapt, both with joy and excitement, but also in embarrassment. Embarrassed for being in a tree, and quite possibly for the way he conducts his business. So when Jesus calls up to Zacchaeus, he isn't initiating their interaction. He's responding to an unspoken cry for help. I'm sure there are many times in our lives where, whether we realise it or not, that we interact with people who are crying out for help in silent ways. I'm sure many, if not all of us, have people or situations that have already sprung to mind. Maybe the person that sprung to mind is yourself. What this story does is give us hope. Hope in that Jesus sees us. He knows where we're at, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and he doesn't mind. 
None of that matters to him, but all of it matters to him. What matters is when he responds to that call and cry is that we need to accept the help. I don't know about you, but there have been many an occasion where I've let my pride get the better of me. Times where people have offered to help out with a number of things. Yeah, I find myself saying, oh, thanks for the offer, but I'm all right, Jesus. But if we look at Zacchaeus, he puts his pride aside. So when Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. In verse five, Zacchaeus jumps at the opportunity, recognizing that this is the only way to make things better. We see that Zacchaeus accepted Jesus' invitation with excitement and joy. We don't actually know too much more of their interaction further than their meeting, and that that inspired and called Zacchaeus, who had been cheating people out of money for years, collecting their taxes and taking a cut off the top for himself. But after this encounter with Jesus, he quickly found himself wanting to do right by everyone he had done wrong by. He immediately gave back everyone he had cheated out of money, but four times more than he had taken. We are now hopefully beginning to see the end of this pandemic. There eventually seems to be a light at the end of what feels like a very, very long tunnel as restrictions start to ease and lift in the coming weeks. But we need to be aware, as I'm sure we already are, that there are people who need help. And people will ask for it, but there are always those who won't. Jesus knew where Zacchaeus was, and he knew what he needed. Jesus still knows where people are at, and Jesus still knows what people need. We might know of people who are in need, who are crying out for that help. But similarly, if we are in tune to Jesus, He can show us those who are silently crying out, like Zacchaeus was. He can show us those who may not be so obviously in need, or those who are unknown to us, who are desperate. To the world, Zacchaeus looked like quite a successful guy. Yeah, he was a bit of an outcast because of his job, but if you looked at him objectively, he was a wealthy guy. And so probably people assumed that he wanted for nothing. But Jesus could see deeper. Jesus could could see more of what Zacchaeus needed and where he really was at. So maybe we need to put aside all of our preconceived ideas, all of our misconceptions we have, and actually realise that maybe there's more to someone than what's going on on the surface. Maybe if we listen to Jesus, he might point out people who are in need who we never would have expected. But we need to listen to Jesus and approach that situation with sensitivity as Jesus did. People may be desperate financially. And if there's something you can help with or something you want to help with, maybe you could think about donating to the food bank or maybe gifting some shopping to a friend or maybe just even a bar of chocolate. Maybe there are people you know or maybe you don't yet know who are desperate emotionally. And if that's something you want to or you can help with, maybe think about sending someone a card with a nice message in it to let them know that you're thinking of them and praying for them. Again, maybe you want to give them a bar of chocolate. It's a wonder. It can fix a lot of things. 
maybe they are desperate spiritually. And then here is an interesting one where we respond to it as if we're going, oh, no, but I don't know what to do with that. It's no different to the others. We just listen to God and what he wants us to do in those situations. We invite God into those situations. We introduce Jesus in those situations. And if you don't know how to do that and you're not quite sure what to do, we've got an alpha course coming up. that would be ideal for you to introduce Jesus in a really interesting way. I've done alpha a couple of times in a couple of different ways in a couple of different places. And even now, I'm always still learning things uh, from people who come every single time. So even if you've been a Christian for years, think about joining uh, and bring a non-Christian friend with you. Just so they can ask those questions they've always wanted to know the answer to. So from Zacchaeus, there are five, six, seven, eight. There's a multitude of things we can learn. But if we want to see Jesus, we need to do something about it. But he will see you. He does see you. Jesus knows where you're at. And Jesus wants to come into that situation too. So maybe you need to put your pride aside and accept that help. Accept his invitation and answer the call. Respond to him with excitement and joy as Zacchaeus did. Let him find you. Let him change you. Zacchaeus was a much better man for having met Jesus. He was a greater sadly we don't know what he goes on to do after this but i'm sure he did some amazing things and now you can